Hello and welcome to another episode of Nice News. My name is Fernando Florido, a GP in the United Kingdom. Today we'll be discussing the NICE guidance and advice published in June 2023, specifically for primary care. This month we're focusing on depression, dapaglifosin chronical failure, atopic eczema, and we will briefly touch on the prescribing of sleeping pills. Before we begin, I want to remind you that this episode is not medical advice, it is only my interpretation and you must use your clinical judgment. I'd like to remind you there's a YouTube version of this episode which can be found in the episode description. Now with that said, let's get straight into it. The first clinical area refers to depression in adults, and the updated quality standards are mostly common sense, but the one that caught my eye was the advice that spells out what we instinctively already knew, that when stopping antidepressants, the dose needs to be reduced in stages. We should agree with the patient the speed and duration of the withdrawal, and offer follow-up appointments to check both the withdrawal symptoms and the return of possible symptoms of depression, ensuring that withdrawal symptoms have resolved or are tolerable before making the next dose reduction. The next clinical area covers tapaglifosin in heart failure. You may know that there's already guidance that recommends tapaglifosin for chronic heart failure with reduced ejection fraction, but this update refers to heart failure with preserved or mildly reduced ejection fraction. Current treatment of heart failure with preserved ejection fraction is looped diuretics, which manage symptoms but do not reduce hospitalizations. However, tapaglifosin in chronic heart failure with reduced ejection fraction reduces cardiovascular deaths and hospitalizations for heart failure. The clinical experts in NICE noted that chronic heart failure with reduced and preserved ejection fractions should not necessarily be considered as two separate conditions, and that they exist on a continuum. And therefore they concluded that when the preferred assumptions were incorporated, dapaglifosin is cost-effective and therefore recommended for chronic heart failure with preserved ejection fraction too. The next update is in the management of atopic eczema in under-12s, and the main outcome of this update is that we should not offer emollient bath additives, because evidence has shown that, although not harmful, they are not clinically or cost-effective. Emollient creams continue to be vital in helping manage eczema, but we need to be aware that there are warnings about fire hazards associated with build-up of emollient on clothing and bedding. We should prescribe large quantities of leave-on emollients, up to 500 grams weekly, and explain that leave-on emollients can be added to bath water, that they should use emollients or emollient soap substitutes instead of soap, and that children under the age of 12 months should use emollients or emollient soap substitutes instead of shampoo and all the children should use unperfumed shampoos. Finally, NICE has published a patient decision aid and a one-page summary that provides clear and easy-to-use advice to support patients taking benzodiazepines or said drugs to help them understand the benefits and risks of staying on the current dose, reducing their dose, or stopping the drug altogether. I have put links to this patient leaflet in the episode description. 
we have come to the end of this episode. I hope that you have found it useful. Thank you for listening and goodbye.